0: The following is a relevant radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's
1: Tuesday, Good News Day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, November 14th, 2023, Tuesday of the 32nd week in ordinary time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is St. Lawrence O'Toole, born in 1128 at Leinster. He was taken hostage by King Dermot McMurrow of Leinster in a raid and was surrendered to the Bishop of Glendelow. Lawrence became a monk. In 1161, he was named Archbishop of Dublin He was involved in negotiating with the English following their invasion of Ireland and in 1172 convened a synod at Cashel. He also attended the General Lateran Council in Rome in 1179 and was named Papal Legate to Ireland. While on a mission to King Henry II of England, Lawrence died in Normandy, France in 1180. St. Lawrence O'Toole, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. O Lord, my God, I offer to you this day and forever my body, my soul, and my heart with all of their works, powers, and affections in the spirit of contrition and atonement, in the spirit of adoration and thanksgiving, in the spirit of faith, hope, and charity. I lay my past, my present, and my future at your feet, and I pray that I may accomplish your holy will during every moment of my mortal life and rejoice in your love for my whole eternity. Through my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, with whose prayers, labors, and sufferings I beseech you to unite and sanctify mine. Amen. And we pray for the Holy Father as he fulfills his mission. May he continue to accompany the flock entrusted to him with the help of the Holy Spirit. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus.
2: My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, me. Being brought up as one of three brothers, there was definitely, we could say, a lack of feminine sensitivity in my household. My poor mum did what she could to try to civilise us, but there was certainly a lot of rough and tumble. It wasn't the most gentle of environments. And so often there'd be quite rough banter and conversations between the three of us. If one of us asked the other to do a favour and we felt they were asking too much, there'd be comments like, what did your last slave die of? As if somehow... He was treating us as a slave. And of course there'd be competition to make sure that none of us got more food than the others. So for example I remember on one occasion in particular mum had made us some lovely milkshake and we were checking very very carefully the glasses to make sure that neither of the other brothers got a drop more than us. Not a lot of generosity there, not a lot of spirit of service. And this makes me think Jesus how you call us to service and actually what we were living as those three brothers wasn't what you called us to do. Well, maybe that's understandable amongst young boys. But, thank God, I hope we've grown out of it. But we need to constantly grow out of that boyish, that childish selfishness, which can take hold of us if we're not careful, thinking that others should serve us without any real sense that we should serve them. We live, if we're not careful, as little princes or princesses. We assume that others will be our slaves. We go through the house like a prince or princess in his or her palace. I'm hungry, a clap of the hands, we expect food to appear. It comes because maybe mum is good. We drop our clothes, someone will pick them up, of course, that someone is mum or dad. Never me. I and mean, often those servants are our parents, or perhaps an elder brother or sister, or a spouse. We expect to be served, but not to serve. Is that right? Tell me, is that right? Jesus, I think you'd tell us it isn't right. It's not what we see in you. You told us, Lord, that you came not to be served, but to serve and to give your life as a ransom for many. You made yourself the poorest of all on the cross. You took the lowest place. You told the apostles, after you'd washed their feet, I am among you as one who serves. Maybe we need to take the idea of service more seriously. And part of being a servant is not to expect thanks or reward. Now we live in a very polite world, at least here in Britain there is a real sense that you must thank everybody, anybody who does you a service of any type, well we mustn't in any way treat them badly, it's not good form, if anything elitism or snobbery are out of fashion, and that's a good thing, and I thank you God for this, but in the ancient world to be a servant meant often in fact to be a slave, and slaves had no rights. Your master might treat you well or badly. You had no rights to complain. You might be lucky, you might have a good master, but you might not. And if you didn't, well, all the worse for you. Jesus, in today's Gospel, you tell us a rather extraordinary thing, a rather shocking thing, that we should consider ourselves servants and not expect reward or gratitude. It's a very shocking idea for modern sensibilities. Let's just read the text, because it's a short Gospel, and I think we can read it In its entirety. Will any of you who has a servant ploughing or keeping sheep, say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once and sit down at table? Will he not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me, and gird yourself and serve me, till I eat and drink? And afterwards you shall eat and drink. Does he thank the servant, because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that is commanded you, say, We are unworthy servants, we have only done what was our duty. As I said, these are rather shocking words. Where's all the sense of love? Where's all the sense of God's tenderness, Jesus? Where is your tenderness that you always showed to people? Where is the teaching about us being children of God and members of the household? Now you're talking to us as if we were servants and telling us we are servants and shouldn't expect thanks. Well, all these things... Jesus' tenderness, our being children of God, that is also in the Gospels. But it needs to be balanced by what you tell us today, Lord Jesus. It all comes together. And there's all sorts of things that need to be balanced in the Gospel. And we have to be careful not to exaggerate one thing or another. In fact, the Holy Spirit is very kind to us today. And balances this text beautifully by the first reading. Here our Lord Jesus is telling us that we shouldn't expect any reward. And yet the first reading from the Book of Wisdom tells us all about the reward that God gives to the virtuous. We read, But the souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise they did appear to die. They go and look like a disaster. They are leaving us like annihilation. But they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction. Great will their blessings be. Then you talk to us, Holy Spirit, about how they will be like gold, having come through the furnace. And you conclude, those who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love. For grace and mercy await those he has chosen. Well, Lord God, what a wonderful reward you have in store for us. Grace and mercy. We will understand the truth. We will live with you in love. So there is a great reward. But Jesus, you're telling us that we shouldn't expect the reward. It is your gift. It's not our entitlement. I remember once dealing with a lad who was rather unreliable, let's say. And I'm afraid to say I got a little bit annoyed with him. And I was wrong to get annoyed. And I did apologise. Because he'd let me down on a number of occasions. I asked him, well, why? Why did you do this? And he answered me very honestly to his great credit. He said, well, it was a spirit of entitlement. I felt I was entitled to let you down or to do what I liked. Well, I actually thanked him. I was actually grateful for that explanation. At least he was honest. Sometimes we can have that sense of entitlement. We think we have a right to things. Whereas really we should consider ourselves radically as servants. There was a great Spanish Jesuit, a saint, St. Peter Claver, who dedicated his life in Latin America, in Colombia, to helping slaves at the time when slaves were so badly treated. The popes had condemned the slave trade, but it was going on actively. And many Africans were taken over, To work as slaves in the mines of the Andes. About 1,000 slaves passed through Cartagena each month and many died during passage and if they arrived, they arrived really badly off. Peter made it a custom to visit the slave ships when they docked in the port, bringing in medicine, food and lemons with him. Citrus fruits were vital after a long ocean voyage. He did everything he could to alleviate their physical situation and also sought to evangelize them spiritually. It said that he baptised more than 300,000 people in the course of his lifetime. And he made it a habit to visit those he baptised, if he could, annually. And he preached missions in the city and countryside. And where he could, he pressed for slaves' rights. He was a nuisance and he was not liked by the local authorities. But he, he stood out for the slaves and helped them. Indeed, there were some people who were so snobby that they claimed he profaned the sacraments by giving them to beings who, they said, scarcely possessed a soul. He was canonized in 1888. He considered himself slave to the slaves. If only Lord Jesus, we had a bit more of that mentality. To understand that to serve is to rule. You Jesus, who are the king, you made yourself a servant of all. You so ruled over yourself that you served your father God and us totally. You ruled over your fear, your passions. And we need to rule over ourselves our fear our selfishness our laziness our disorder to give ourselves to others we are most kings and queens when we most serve indeed a true king a true ruler is a public servant how can we serve more how can we give ourselves more to others first of all to lose all sense of entitlement to forget the idea that we somehow deserve a reward indeed the few times we do serve Often we have to be asked, and then we might make a big thing of it. Perhaps, first of all, we complain. If we're youngsters in a family, we remind mum or dad about it for weeks afterwards. And yet we forget that our parents serve us all the time, or our spouse serves us all the time. They don't keep a list and remind us later of what they've done for us. Let's try to serve more in secret, those little favours that no one notices. You told us, Jesus, that when we give, our right hand should not know what our left hand is doing. Giving in secret, in a sense, even Unknown to ourselves. We don't make a big thing of it. We don't have to blow a trumpet like the hypocrites when we do a good deed. Let's serve in silence. I'll help mum with this. I'll help my brother with this job. I'll take on an extra task. I'll volunteer. Quietly. Generously. For love. Love of God and love of others. We don't want human praise. So no, not a selfish me, me, me. Get, get, get. But rather, give, give, give others first. As Jesus told us, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Let's think of the example of Our Lady at Cana. She wasn't worried about her own wine, so she noticed the lack of wine of others. It wasn't, I have no wine, but they have no wine. Mother, we always see you serving as you went to serve your cousin Elizabeth, going in haste, volunteering, taking the initiative. Win for us a generous hour so we can serve others as you did. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me.
1: You'll always find a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at Rolofofradio.com and on the Radio app. This liturgical day begins in just three minutes on Daybreak on Radio and the Radio app. It's Tuesday of the 32nd week in Ordinary Time, November 14th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Rolephip Radio and the Rolephip Radio app. We begin this day of prayer as we join with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips,
3: and
4: and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your your praise. praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Come, Come, let let us worship worship the Lord, our mighty God. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy.
5: Come,
4: let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He
5: made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock.
4: Come, Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Indeed, how
5: good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age
4: to age. Come, Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now and and will be forever. forever Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God.
6: Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. Lord, Lord, let let my my cry come come to you. Do Do not not hide hide your your face from from me. me. O Lord, listen to my prayer, and let my cry for help reach you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Turn your ear towards me,
7: and answer me quickly when I call. For my days are vanishing like smoke. My bones burn away like a fire. My heart is withered like the grass. I forget to eat my bread. I cry with all my strength, and my skin clings to my bones. I have become like a pelican
6: in the wilderness, like an owl in desolate places. I lie awake. And I moan like some lonely bird on a roof. All day long my foes revile me. Those who hate me use my name as
7: a curse. The bread I eat is ashes. My drink is mingled with tears. In your anger, Lord, and your fury, you have lifted me up and thrown me down. My days are like a passing shadow, and I wither away like the grass. Glory to the Father, and to the
6: Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, now, and
7: and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen.
5: Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me.
3: Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. Be
5: attentive, Lord,
3: to the prayer of the helpless.
7: But you, O Lord, will endure forever, and your name from age to age. You will arise and have mercy on Zion. For this is the time to have mercy. Yes, the, the time appointed has come, for your servants love her very stones, are moved with pity even for her dust.
3: The nations shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the earth's kings your glory, when the Lord shall build up Zion again and appear in all his glory. Then he will turn to the prayers of the helpless. He will not despise their prayers.
7: Let this be written for ages to come that a people yet unborn may praise the Lord. For the Lord leaned down from his sanctuary on high. He looked down from heaven to the earth, that he might hear the groans of the prisoners and free those condemned to die.
3: The sons of your servants shall dwell untroubled and their race shall endure for before you that the name of the Lord may be proclaimed in Zion, and his praises in the heart of Jerusalem, when the peoples and kingdoms are gathered together to pay their homage to the Lord.
7: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen.
5: Be Be attentive, attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the the helpless.
7: You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands.
5: You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work work of your hands.
3: He has broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened the days of my life. I say to God, Do not take me away before my days are complete, You, whose days last from age to age.
6: Long ago you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like clothes that are changed. But you neither change nor have an end.
3: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
5: As it was in the the beginning, beginning,
3: is is now, now, and will will be be forever.
7: forever. Amen. Amen.
3: Let us pray. Lord, you live in the hearts of your saints, and so have built up Zion. May you always show your greatness through their good works.
5: You, O Lord, establish the earth and And the heavens heavens are the work of of your hands. Listen,
3: my people, to my teaching. Give ear to the words I speak. From the beginning of the book of the prophet Daniel In the third year of the reign of Joachim, king of Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came and laid siege to Jerusalem. The Lord handed over to him Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and some of the vessels of the temple of God, which he carried off to the land of Shinar and placed in the temple treasury of his God. The king told Ashpenaz, his chief chamberlain, to bring in some of the Israelites of royal blood of the nobility, young men without any defect, handsome, intelligent, and wise, quick to learn, and prudent in judgment, such as could take their place in the king's palace. They were to be taught the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. After three years' training, they were to enter the king's service. The king allotted them a daily portion of food and wine, from the royal table. Among these were men of Judea Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief chamberlain changed their names Daniel to Balthasar, Hananiah to Shadrach, Mishael to Messac, and Azariah to Abednego. But Daniel was was resolved not to defile himself with the king's food or wine, so he begged the chief chamberlain to spare him this defilement. Though God had given Daniel the favor and sympathy of the chief chamberlain, he nevertheless said to Daniel, "'I'm afraid of my lord the king. It is he who allotted your food and drink.' If he sees that you look wretched by comparison with the other young men of your age, you will endanger my life with the king. Then Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief chamberlain had put in charge of Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days. Give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then see how we look in comparison with the other young men who eat from the royal table and treat your servants according to what you see. He acceded to this request and tested them for ten days. After ten days, they looked healthier and better fed than any of the young men who ate from the royal table. So the steward continued to take away the food and the wine they were to receive and give them vegetables. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and proficiency in all literature and science, and to Daniel, the understanding of all visions and dreams. At the end of the time the king had specified for their preparation, the chief chamberlain brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. When the king had spoken with all of them, none was found equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and so they entered the king's service. In any question of wisdom or prudence which the king put to them, he found them ten times better than all of the magicians and enchanters in his kingdom. Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. The Word of the Lord The Lord filled them with wisdom and learning and the grace of his Spirit strengthened them. The Lord filled their hearts with understanding. In any question of wisdom or information which the king directed to them, he found their answers better than those of all he had consulted.
8: The Lord filled their hearts with understanding.
0: A reading from a homily written in the second century. Brethren, we ought to regard Jesus Christ as God and judge of the living and the dead. We should not hold our Savior in low esteem, for if we esteem him but little, we may hope to obtain but little from him. Moreover, people who hear these things and think them of small importance commit sin, and we ourselves sin if we do not realize what we have been called from, who has called us, and to what place and how much suffering Jesus Christ endured on our account. How then shall we repay him? What fruit can we bear that would be worthy of what he has given us? For how many benefits are we not in his debt? He has enlightened our minds. He has called us sons as a father does. He saved us when we were about to perish. How then shall we praise him? How repay him for his gifts? Spiritually blind, We worshipped stones and pieces of wood, gold and silver and bronze, things made by men, and our whole life was death. Darkness enfolded us, and nothing but gloom met our eyes. Then by his will we escaped from the cloud that enveloped us, and recovered our sight. For he saw our many errors and the damnation that awaited us, and knowing that apart from him we had no hope of salvation, he pitied us and in his mercy saved us. He called us when we were not his people, and willed us to become his people. Rejoice, O barren woman who never bore a child. Break into shouts of joy who never knew a woman's pangs. For the deserted wife shall have more children than she who has a husband. When he says, Rejoice, O barren woman who never bore a child, he is speaking of us. For our church was barren until children were given her. When he says, Break into shouts of joy, you who never knew a mother's pangs, he means that we should not grow weary like women in labor, but tirelessly and in all simplicity offer our prayers to God. He declares that the deserted wife shall have more children than she who has a husband. Because faith has now made our people who seem to have been deserted by God more numerous than those who were thought to possess him. Another text says, I have come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance, for it is those who are perishing who must be saved. It is a great and wonderful work to uphold those who are falling, rather than those who already stand firm. Christ willed to save people who were in danger of losing their souls, and he has been the salvation of many. When we were on the point of perishing, He came and called us.
3: God has not destined us to endure wrath, but to win salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so so that that we we might live live in in Him. him. God rescued us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of His own beloved Son, so so that that we we might live live in him. Him.
8: Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, graciously keep from us all adversity, so that, unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue in freedom of heart the things that are yours. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen.
1: The Lord gives some good common sense advice. Do what you're supposed to do. In today's Gospel, in just a few minutes, on Daybreak, on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, November 14th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadiq in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible. The Lord tells his apostles and us to do what we are commanded and let that be that. It's from the 17th chapter of the Gospel of Luke.
8: Will any one of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep, say to him when he has come in from the field, come in once and sit down at table. Will he not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, and gird yourself and serve me till I eat and drink, and afterward you shall eat and drink. Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that is commanded, you
1: say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group Daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. It would be worse than silly, it would be downright ridiculous, to try to take credit for what God has done. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. In today's Gospel passage, our Lord takes a situation from ordinary life to teach us a divine truth. Jesus asks, Will any one of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once and sit down at table? Will he not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me and gird yourself and serve me till I eat and drink and afterward you shall eat and drink? Given the social conditions of that age, the servant would hardly expect praise for carrying out orders. The Lord applies this reality to the supernatural life. So you also, when you have done all that is commanded you, say, we are unworthy servants, we have only done what was our duty. It would be a mistake to think that Jesus approves of the arbitrary manner of the master in the illustration. Yet, Jesus has no hesitation in using a fairly commonplace circumstance to communicate the more effectively with his audience about the relationship between a creature and the Creator. From the very beginning to the very end of our days, everything has come to us as a gift from our Father God. In the words of St. Ambrose, you cannot think yourself greater than you are simply because you are a child of God. You ought to recognize the effect of grace, yes, but you cannot forget the lowliness of your nature, nor would I have you become vain simply because you fulfill your duty. Remember that, in like manner, the sun and the moon and the angels do exactly what they are supposed to do. Do we see our service to God in the same light? Let us not forget that it is only because of God's generosity that we have been elevated to the dignity of sons of God. We have in no way earned such a status or such a title. As a matter of fact, it would be more appropriate for us to consider ourselves unprofitable servants. We are absolutely incapable of doing God's will without the assistance of His grace. Divine grace is what enables us to work for Christ. Our natural powers are wholly inadequate to the challenges of the supernatural struggle. We are merely the brush in the hand of the artist. God's masterpieces are always the product of the divine artist. No praise is given to the artist's tools, and with good reason. It is our good fortune to know that we are contributing in some small way to God's salvific plan. It would be ridiculous if we were to pretend to claim credit for what God has done. If we are humble, we will walk in the truth we will keep in mind our condition of being unprofitable servants. As a consequence, we will ask God to give us more grace. Another practical effect of this teaching is that whenever we are praised, we will quietly give Jesus all the glory. Whatever good we do or receive has to be attributed first and foremost to God. The Lord is able to use a stick to bring forth water from a rock. He has the power to make a little bit of mud bring sight to the blind. Do we serve as the Lord's mud, as his rod to bring forth water in the middle of the desert? Christ is the true author of these marvels. What would the mud or the stick accomplish by itself? In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers and it's available at your local Catholic bookstore. We pray once again with the whole church as we're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer.
8: God, come to my assistance.
5: Lord, Lord, make haste haste to help me. me.
8: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
5: As it was was in in the beginning, beginning,
8: is
3: now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Alleluia.
6: I will sing to you, O Lord. I will learn from you the way of perfection.
5: I will, I will sing, sing to, to you, O, o Lord. Lord.
6: I, I will, will learn, learn from, from you the, the way, way of perfection.
5: perfection.
6: My song is of mercy and justice. I sing to you, O Lord. I will walk in the way of perfection. O oh, when, Lord, will you come?
3: I will walk with blameless heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes whatever is base.
6: I will hate the ways of the crooked. They shall not be my friends. The false hearted must keep far away. The wicked I disown.
3: The man who slanders his neighbor in secret, I will bring to silence. The man of proud looks and haughty heart, I will never endure.
6: I look to the faithful in the land that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way of perfection shall be my friend.
3: No man who practices deceit shall live within my house. No man who utters lies shall stand before my eyes.
6: Morning by morning I will silence all the wicked in the land, uprooting from the city of the Lord, All who do evil.
3: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
6: As it was in the beginning, Beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. So that your people may walk in innocence, you came to us, Lord Jesus, and told us to be holy, as your Father is holy. Help your children to love what is truly perfect, so that we may neither speak what is evil, nor do what is wrong. Let us stand in your sight and celebrate with you the Father's love and justice.
3: I will will sing sing to you, you, O Lord. Lord.
6: I will will learn learn from you the way way of of perfection. perfection.
3: Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. Lord, Lord, do do not not withhold withhold your compassion compassion from us. us. Blessed are you and praiseworthy, O Lord, the God of our fathers, and glorious forever is your name. For you are just in
6: all you have done, all your deeds are faultless, all your ways right and all your judgments proper.
3: For we have sinned and transgressed by departing from you, and we have done every kind of evil.
6: For your name's sake, do not deliver us up forever, or make void your covenant.
3: Do not take away your mercy from us. For the sake of Abraham, your beloved, Isaac, your servant, and Israel, your Holy One, to whom you promise to multiply their offspring like the stars of heaven or the sand on the shore of the sea. For we are
6: reduced, O Lord, beyond any other nation, brought low everywhere in the world this day because of our sins. We have in our day no prince, prophet, or leader, no holocaust, sacrifice, oblation, or incense, no place to offer first fruits, to find favor with you.
3: But with contrite heart and humble spirit let us be received, as though it were holocausts of rams and bullocks, or thousands of fat lambs. So let our sacrifice be in your presence today as we follow you unreservedly. For those who trust in you cannot be put to shame.
6: And now we follow you with our whole heart. We fear you and we pray to you.
3: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
6: As it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is now now,
5: and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen.
6: Lord, do do not withhold withhold your your compassion from us. O God, I will sing to you a new song.
5: O God, I I will will sing sing to you a new song.
6: Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my arms for battle, who prepares my hands for war.
3: He is my love, my fortress. He is my stronghold, my savior, my shield, my place of refuge. He brings people under my rule.
6: Lord, what is man that you care for him, mortal man that you keep him in mind? Man who is merely a breath, whose life fades like a passing shadow,
3: Lower your heavens and come down. Touch the mountains, breathe at them in smoke. Flash your lightnings, rout the foe, shoot your arrows and put them to flight.
6: Reach down from heaven and save me. Draw me out of the mighty waters, from the hands of alien foes whose mouths are filled with lies, whose hands are raised in perjury.
3: To you, O God, will I sing a new song. I will play on the ten-stringed harp to you who give kings their victory, who set David, your servant, free.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever.
5: Amen. Amen.
3: Lord, God of strength, you gave your Son victory over death. Direct your Church's fight against evil in the world. Clothe us with the weapons of light and unite us under the one banner of love that we may receive our eternal reward after the battle of earthly life. O O God,
5: God, I will will sing sing to you a new song. song.
7: A reading from Isaiah. All you who are thirsty, come to the water. You who have no money, come. Receive grain and eat. Come without paying and without cost. Drink wine and milk. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, listen, Lord, listen to, to my, my cry. All my trust,
5: trust is in your promise.
7: Dawn finds me watching, crying out for you. All my All trust, my
8: trust is, is in your promise.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord,
8: Lord listen, listen to my, to
3: my
7: cry. cry. All, All my trust, trust is in your promise. Lord, Save us from the hands of all who hate us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free.
6: He has raised up for us a mighty Savior,
7: born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us.
6: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy
7: Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us.
8: To the God who gives us the joy of praising Him this morning, and who strengthens our hope, let us pray. Hear us, O Lord for the glory of your name.
5: Hear Hear us, O O Lord, Lord, for the the glory of your name. name.
8: We thank you, God and Father of Jesus, our Savior,
7: for the knowledge and immortality you have given us through him. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for the glory glory of of your name. Make
8: us humble of heart.
7: Help us to serve one another out of reverence for Christ.
6: Hear Hear us, O Lord, Lord, for the glory of your name.
8: Pour out your Spirit on us, your servants.
7: Make us sincere in our love for each other.
8: Hear Hear us, O Lord, Lord, for the glory of your name. You instructed man to labor and to exercise dominion over the earth.
7: May our work honor you and sanctify our brothers and sisters. Hear Hear
8: us, O Lord, Lord, for the glory of your name. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us.
3: Increase in us, Lord, the faith you have given us, and bring to a harvest worthy of heaven the praise we offer you at the beginning of this new day. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever.
6: Amen.
8: May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.
5: Amen.
1: Time for me to say once again, thank you so much for your support. Last week during the Rolephant Radio Fall Pledge Drive, we met our goal only because of you. And it's because of you that Rolephant Radio is here. If you didn't pledge and you still want to get the tax deduction, you can call 877 291 Morning Air is coming right up with John and Glenn. I'm Paul Sadiq. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Roll Up at Radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord.
0: Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org.